It's Christmas 2003. All Kids R Us stores have closed down this year. There are over 1,200 mall Santas across the United States. With releases like Elf, Bad Santa, and Love Actually, some say it was the last great year for Christmas films. And on Christmas Day, Cheaper by the Dozen was released in theaters. I'm Hope Carew. And I'm Paige Smith. And, and this, this is History Duffs. Merry Christmas, Paige. Merry Christmas, <laughs> Hope. I'm glad we could be together this year. Me too. Where were you in uh, uh, Christmas 2003? Oh, gosh. Christmas Day. I was eight, I suppose. Um, I think maybe this was the year I got a guitar. Oh no, eight feels like a big Christmas, right? Oh my gosh, you got a guitar? I did. In your Miley era. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Hope? What did you do for Christmas 2003? Christmas 2003, okay. So I'm my parents are divorced, so I typically have, I wake up Christmas at my dad's house normally, and then we kind of saunter on over to my mom's. Cute. And so I think this is the year that I had a Jewish Christmas, too, because I had a... Um, a Jewish step family this year. So, can you tell us what a Jewish Christmas is like? Actually, my brother got a guitar. <laughs> what? Everyone got instruments and a picture of an instrument, except for me, because I, like, didn't really, like, play an instrument, or they'd all been, like, taken, so I got, like... <laughs> other just, people like, called dibs. Did you get, like, some other big gift? God, I hope so, because, <laughs> I mean, what I'm describing is just really tragic. Do you think that maybe your family was trying to do, like, a partridge family sort of situation and start a family band? I, I, that would have been my biggest dream. And they were like, you can be the manager. You can be the, the water boy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, anyway, that was my Christmas. It's a tragic so, big, start. big family Christmas, though. I mean, that's fun. I love that. Fits the vibe of the year of like having a lot of kids. And then yours, mine, and ours also came out. Uh, right? Okay. A lot of parallels. Back yours, to back in both um, remakes. Yes. Uh huh. With like the original movies being like from like the 50s. Like before movies even existed. Bef- They're so old. <laughs> Back in the Jurassic era. I remember in when I was uh, in private school, I had to brag. Read, sorry, when I was back when I went to private school, I I was also in private school <laughs> at the time. Um, we had to read the book Cheaper by the Dozen, and then they made us watch the fifties movie. That's funny. The only thing I remember about the original was that the dad of the family, his job. Was tried to was like trying to make things as efficient as possible. Yes, and that's right? like based on the real couple. They were like yeah. af- they're efficiency experts. It was much more similar to the actual book. Yeah. Well, the efficiency experts thing too is the real life family doesn't have any twins, which the really bothers the dad because he doesn't think it's efficient. Oh, sure. So he's, like, disappointed they didn't have yeah, any Yeah, if you're twins. trying to get to 12. Yeah. Two at a time. Yeah, and if you're an efficiency expert, like... Yeah. But I know, remember... God love him. There's one scene in the movie, the only thing I remember, where he's trying to figure out if it's faster to, like, button his jacket top down or from the bottom to the top. And that's all that stuck with me. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening to well, this episode of the podcast. What's the answer? <laughs> I don't remember. Well, now that's a cliffhanger. But one ever... was faster. Well, jeez, we got to do an experiment. I should have watched that episode. That cheaper by the dozen. Movie. Hey guys, we'll be right back. <laughs> hey guys, we're back. It's top to bottom, <laughs> and it's still two thousand three. <laughs> I know this is our third two thousand three episode. Hillary was booked and busy this year. I'm actually so glad that we have a third 2003 because there's one thing I have failed to bring up on any podcast until this point. It was 2003 when Hillary and Lindsay started showing up at each other's premieres. (gasps) So Hillary went to the Freaky Friday premiere and Lindsay was at the Cheaper by the Dozen premiere trying to like show each other up. Juicy. (laughs) On Christmas Day? Yeah, I feel like the premiere wasn't necessarily on Christmas Day. Okay. But, I mean, it's the holidays. <laughs> Which is crazy because this does not feel like a holiday movie. It's a summer they, movie. They really shoehorned it in at the end. 
I mean, it was it's good because it's a family movie, which is always yeah. great to have during the holidays, but it's, like, not a Christmas movie. Yeah. What I find even more interesting... Well, not more interesting, but also... <laughs> hey, Hope, I have actually something that's you a little bit even more interesting that? to say. If you could just zip it. No, but piggybacking off of what you just said... Um, In a more interesting way. <laughs> no, no, no. Adding on to it. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Cheaper by the Dozen 2, which is set at a camp, right. also came out around Christmas. It came out December 21st. Okay, so fully, fully, fully not a summer movie. Cannot even argue that it's at all a Christmas movie. Well, you know what? Merry Christmas, I guess. Merry Christmas to the Bakers. Merry Christmas to the Bakers. Speaking of Lorraine Baker... I I want to talk about the movie. The freaking movie. The freaking movie. Yeah, tell us a little bit about Cheaper by the Dozen, if you don't mind. Um, I do mind, but I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing it for the fans. They okay? demand it. And I'm doing it for the country. Okay, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding, I am doing it for Paige. Okay. Tom, Steve Martin, and Kate Baker, Bonnie Hunt, have compromised their careers to raise 12 children. Tom coaches a high school football team, while Kate has retired from journalism to raise the family. Things change when Tom is offered a college coaching job in a new city at the same time a publisher buys Kate's parenting memoir. After moving, Kate goes on a book tour, leaving Tom in charge of the children, who, already unhappy about relocating, plunge the household into chaos. Pretty That's good. really good synopsis. Thank that perfectly yeah. summarizes this film. Yes. I love this movie. I love that there's so many kids. And I was obsessed with the idea of, like, that many kids. And yeah. the rooms and, like, just the logistics of it all. It's, like, very, like, Duggars as well. Yeah. You know? Totally. Even though it's, like, they really... it's. It, Chaos. Just pure chaos all mm-hmm. the time. As a kid, I was like, man, that just seems like the dream. It seems like the dream. And, right? like, they're all, like, skateboarding and leaving the house at the same time like, with different, like, modes of um, transportation. And they're all, like, playing with each other. They're playing, like, hockey in the house. Yes. And, like, and the not, schemes. Definitely not how real siblings would be. Yeah. <laughs> if you actually had 12 brothers and sisters, it wouldn't. there wouldn't be so much camaraderie, I'm afraid. Well, well, there is a lot of fighting between siblings, for sure. Like, and I don't think this, yeah, this movie isn't realistic without how much, because it would definitely be worse. But I do love the, like, conflict being that, like, Hilary Duff is, like, spending too much time in the mirror just putting on lip gloss, which is, yeah. like, you could clearly do in your own room in a mirror. Like, or not. <laughs> you do not need to be in, like, a with the toilet and the sink and the shower. Yeah. You would think that she would have a mirror in her own room if she's only there for the mirror. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I assume that she was, like, doing other stuff, but at the end, it's really just the lip gloss. And she gets interrupted, and she goes, no, I have to start all over. And she starts putting on lip gloss again. <laughs> I loved that. <laughs> lip gloss was, like, the coolest thing in 2003. Oh, yeah, it still is. I don't know. I have I to didn't... wear a mask at work, and I still put on lip gloss. <laughs> You put on lip gloss? Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Well, or all the time. Oh, all the time. What did I say? <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Okay, well, you know what's funny about... Um... <laughs> I love your segues well, today. Well, no, no, but you know... We're no, talking... it's, I do. I love it. <laughs> but you know what's funny about, like, the antics that they get up to and stuff is that apparently the soaking the underwear in the meat, apparently that was Steve Martin's idea. I did hear this. <laughs> I, and... Brilliant, truly. Brilliant, and it's also like, where does where does that mind, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I, this is crazy. I heard that Bonnie Hunt originally wrote a screenplay for this movie really? that had a darker narrative. It was about like the Baker family, but the mom gets a cancer diagnosis, <gasps> and so it's like how the family reacts to it. And she wrote it, and they didn't end up producing it, obviously. Was it, like, a cheaper by the dozen? Mm-hmm. It was, like, movie? based on the book. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
That would have been so... Can we do it now? I, I know. Well, then, okay, so... And it's interesting because, you know, you and I were just watching a behind-the-scenes video together. Yes. And they're like, oh, well, Bonnie Hunt had the idea that he does this. And I'm like, of course she had the idea. She wrote a whole screenplay. Yeah, and it also is related to the meat soaking. Yes. It was her idea that the dog attacks Ashton Kutcher while he's, like, man-spreading at the table. Yes, instead of, like, just going straight for the butt, which is genius. Of course, of course, of course you have to have the, like, long crotch scene. But isn't That's... that so interesting? Yeah. And then what's also interesting is that Kevin G. Schmidt, do you know which Baker child he is? Um, yeah. Henry? Yes. 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 She got it. Henry, a.k.a. the, like, what is it, the flute or the trombone? Uh, yeah, he's in the band. He's in the band. The musician, the orchestra. Mm-hmm. He wears the, like, cute little hat. The cute little hat. <laughs> um, he also, ha- he's written a um, a third movie that he's, like, trying to get, like, oh. optioned, or at least he has, like, the script for it. Okay, Hollywood, if you're listening. And we know you are. I know you are. Let's reunite the Bakers. Yes. Get in touch with Kevin G. Schmidt. I would love that so much. At you know his, gmail.com. Did, did you know his uh, his brother's in Big Time Rush? Mm-mm. I know this isn't a Big Time Rush podcast, but... Uh, it sure isn't, The but... Schmidt brothers, yeah. Wow. So... Who would have thunk? I thunk it. I thunk it, and I said it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Can't take it back. <laughs> okay, can we talk about the beans, or the, well, I was going to say the beans chandelier scene, because I just wrote in my notes, like, the kid who plays beans and even Stevens. Stephen Anthony Lawrence. Really? That's his yeah. name? Okay. Stephen Anthony Lawrence, a.k.a. Beans, <laughs> plays a kid in this movie, and then there's also um, Mark, a.k.a. FedEx, has a toad named Beans. That's why I wanted to clarify that we're talking about Stephen Anthony Lawrence. Yes. Didn't want anyone know. to think we're talking about the frog, Beans. And the frog, Beans, has a dead mother named Pork. Pork and Beans. I remember that being a joke my mom laughed at really hard. <laughs> and I was like, I don't get it. Yeah, I didn't get it either. Yeah. I get it now as an adult. Hilarious. Ugh, it's so funny. It's so just... That PG humor, I love it. Okay, but you know, like when they're meeting the the neighbors, aka Alan Ruck, aka Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, or what's his name on Succession? Connor. Connor on yeah. Succession. Sorry, it's my ex's name, so I never think of I, it. I remember it because it's my brother's name, and Alan Ruck is who he gets compared to the most. Which is crazy because Paige's brother is my ex. That would be juicy if it were true. Ugh. Also, if he only. was married when you <laughs> dated a Connor, so I hope not. Ooh, me too. <laughs> and he is still married. I, I don't need to clarify that, but... <laughs> He's married to this day. Okay, this isn't a Connor Smith podcast. <laughs> but if you're listening, shout out. <laughs> <laughs> we already talked about how smart he was in the last episode. He doesn't need any oh, did more we? attention. Yeah, you're right. Cut this. Doesn't Cut need all of this. Any more attention. <laughs> but the kid, like, is he's invited upstairs. Within seconds, he manages to put on rollerblades and pads and a helmet. Which, you know what? Fine. I'll let that go. We're talking about Stephen Anthony Lawrence just again. Yes, sorry. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) Um, He's like roller skating down the hallway and then like immediately just like flies off the banister, grabs onto the chandelier. Okay. Mm -hmm. Alan Ruck and his wife stand there screaming. Don't they don't move a muscle. And they're like, save my baby. So then another perfectly like able-bodied man saves his it's like what why why is alan ruck not saving his son why is the mom not reacting why are the two parents who aren't of the child like that's crazy i can't help but feel like they're just sort of in shock you know your kids like dangling from the ceiling it's like what do you do you catch them but that's, this is this so we, is from my experience as a babysitter, <laughs> which maybe you don't, maybe you don't have the same experience page. But when a child is dangling from a height, I do believe that this is an experience <laughs> you've had while babysitting. No, okay, you're one really time, selling yourself right now. Like one time, a kid I was babysitting was like, I want to climb a tree. She's like obsessed with climbing trees, so like I let her climb a tree and. <laughs> And so she's like, climb it with me. So like, I climb it and I literally, I can't get down. <laughs> I couldn't get down. I was like, I got too scared. She had to bring me a ladder. <laughs> oh my gosh. The tree was in your front yard. Too bad Steve Martin wasn't there to help you down. <laughs> oh my god. What were we talking about? <laughs> oh, but I think it's crazy that they don't react. And then the mom is so horrible that when... Uh, 
FedEx goes missing. She's like, um, his name is Mark. Okay, FedEx is mean. I know it is mean, but that's what everyone knows him by. Yeah, I they know. say that he was dropped off by the FedEx guy because he doesn't fit into the family. I remember how much that hurt my feelings as a kid. It still yeah. hurts my feelings, and it's not even about me. Um, but he does get the best room of the house. I know. But by far. And it's supposed yeah. to be like the worst and it's like clearly the best. It has slides throughout it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was very into spying. Yes. Yes. So this movie was also part of it. Right. <laughs> Similar vibes. I did always look for like secret uh hidden passages in of my course. house. My like newly constructed yes. like no one had ever lived in this house before. I know. I didn't understand that either and I would do that. My parents were like, I don't think that's gonna be there. <laughs> And every single house I had growing up, which I mean, it was not that many, but mm-hmm. I always um, would like turn my closet into like a hang. Yeah. Oh, that's very cool. I did yeah. that. I did that once, and my mom. I was had upset. very small closets, <laughs> but I would just sit in there all the time. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, just girly things. <laughs> just. I feel like a lot of. It is Pride Month. Anyway. <laughs> I, I used to literally hang out in a cardboard box. I was like, this is my fort, and I made this, like, box, and I'd lay down in it and read a book. Oh, I was obsessed with Out of the Box. Yes, it was yeah. very much part of that. Very much inspired. I really just wanted alone time for my older brother. <laughs> I was like, I, if you need me, I'm not available. Your own kind of Connor, in a way. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of my favorite facts that I learned recently mm-hmm. before watching this movie um, is that when this was filmed in 2003, uh, neither Steve Martin nor Bonnie Hunt had any children. Yes. Fascinating. Fascinating. And now Steve Martin does. Does Bonnie? No, I don't think she ever had kids. Good for her. Or, I mean, at least not yet. Not yet. Good for her. Uh, but yeah, Steve Martin became a dad 10 years later. 10 years after this movie came 10 out. 10 years? Where he's he played, already been in Father of the Bride. He played, yeah, he played the father of a 22-year-old in this one. And then it was 10 years later, he had his first baby. Good well, for him. that just talks about male privilege. Like, they can have they can have kids as late as they want. They can have it all. Just look at Steve Martin. <laughs> I love Steve Martin. I <laughs> Me love too. this movie. I feel like there's a good chance I saw it in the theater just because my parents love Steve Martin so much. Okay. I have a fun fact about this movie. Okay. Okay. So, you know Oprah's camera crew? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you know who the actor is? I know Dak Shepard. Right. It's Dak Shepard. It's Dak Shepard and the other guy. I don't know who it is, but they are the cast of Punked with Ashton Kutcher, which was airing at the time. Was Ashton Kutcher a big deal in 2003? He kind of was. He was also a last minute hire. Really? No one knew that he was going to be on set. Like, no one knew who was going to play Piper Parabo's boyfriend, I guess. And Kevin G. Schmidt. I'm very into Kevin G. Schmidt these <laughs> yeah. days. He was thrilled that it was Ashton Kutcher because they were in the butterfly effect together that same year. Oh. I know. That's so cute. But it's Ashton Kutcher, and this is like just. It, it's it's Ashton Kutcher, and this was kind of in his, like, heyday. Yeah. And him and Tom Welling. Tom Welling. Tom Welling. Shouts they, out. They knew each other because they were models together. Oh. So it was just, like, a grand old time on See, set. See, I was really into Smallville. Mm-hmm. I was a big Tom Welling fan when I watched Smallville. I was late to it, obviously. Late was, to it. In high school, I watched Smallville, but he's one of the best Clark Kents ever to oh. ever do it. Okay, so Jared Padalecki was originally supposed to play Charlie, or at least he was in consideration, but his schedule didn't allow for it. So they cast him as the bully because they wanted someone who was taller than Tom Welling. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. I know, and when I watch that scene, so it's like the two boys are facing off, and then Hilary Duff gets in between them, I literally gasped. She's so little. <laughs> I gasped. I was like, I did not realize the scale of yeah. how big they are and how small she is. It's like comical. Like, well, I think, it, how tall is Hill? 5'2"? Yeah, probably. Five I'm 5'3". Yeah. Like, so, yeah. <laughs> and whenever we're hanging out, well, she's in heels. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> so you guys are about the same. But height. I would say she's probably like doesn't ever get past five five like with heels. Yeah, yeah, no way. And those guys. But are... Tom Welling is not a short guy. No, that's and why they had to bring in Jared that's Padalecki. They, yeah, and because they were like, we want him, but his schedule doesn't allow it. So this is like less shooting days, and he can be like intimidating to this like other really handsome brunette. Also, just have <laughs> handsomest, to... <laughs> the handsomest boys of two thousand three. Tom say. Welling. Tom Welling. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, why and... do you think I was watching Smallville? <laughs> <laughs> I remember being like, 
No, never mind. I'll save this information. <laughs> well, what could you possibly say bad about Smallville? No. All anybody knows it for is the guy from Cheaper by the Dozen. No, <laughs> nobody else. No, I, not a bad reputation among the Smallville cast. No, I was just gonna say, like, I definitely thought about him as the Hilary Duff love interest of the movie. I was like, he's the cutest. Oh, because he's the cutest, yeah. He yeah. is her brother. Right. <laughs> but I was definitely like, mm, I would. Also, just while we're on the subject, and it's not gonna come up again this season, apparently Jared Padalecki like the nicest guy ever. He lives in Austin. Wow. With Haley. Your kindergarten best friend? Oh no, sorry. Duff? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I see. I see where the confusion is. But, we talk um... <laughs> about them both in equal amounts on this podcast. And yeah, maybe I am jealous. <laughs> well, I, I haven't spoken to... <gasps> what? I just realized something. Why? One of my kindergarten best friends was named Paige. And one of mine was named Haley. <laughs> yeah, okay. Different, different. Okay, but... Starts with an H. I can't believe that hasn't come up before. Her, her name was Paige. When Stuart we were Little me? was her imaginary best friend, and I would, like, steal him from her. I'd she be like, like that's famous mine. famous imaginary best friend. Yeah, she'd be like, my imaginary best friend is Stuart, and I'd be like, okay, well, uh, he's mine now. Haley didn't know any famous people. <laughs> Haley sucks. Or famous mice. She didn't even like Lizzie McGuire, the movie. She did. She just thought it was unrealistic. Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh um, my gosh. Yeah, back, back, anyway, back to Dean from Gilmore Girls. I can't believe I forgot to bring this up earlier, but did you know that Cheaper by the Dozen is Hay- Haley's? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got it. You're got cut it. off. <laughs> Sorry, okay. <clears throat> I can't believe I forgot to bring this up earlier, but did you know that Cheaper by the Dozen is... Hillary Duff's highest grossing movie to date, like ever. I did not, but honestly, that makes sense. That's a great trivia question. That's good, right? I forgot to bring it up earlier. Well, I forgive you. (laughs) Everyone makes mistakes. Everyone has those days. I would have thought that the sequel would have brought in more money, but it didn't. Because of Eugene Levy? No. Good point. But I thought of it more as like... Carmen Electra. Right. <laughs> Taylor Lautner. Um, oh, because of, because of Tay-Tay? <laughs> no, I thought of it because, like, Cheaper Brother Doesn't Cut came out. So many people saw it in theaters, but they had two years to watch it before the sequel came out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I thought more people would go to the theater to see Cheaper Brother Doesn't too. if mm-hmm. that makes sense. It had time to, like... Marinate. Garner an audience. Yes. But no. It made Cheaper Brother Doesn't, the original, made... 190 million dollars. Wow. And the sequel made like 130, I think. So I heard this from my roommate <laughs> as we were watching the movie together. But she said that there's a lot of scenes with the littles, like the little kids, because Hillary Duff um, and the older kids were more expensive. I totally believe that. Yeah. But it's also hard to work. Well, I guess because Hillary was how old in this? 16? She also had so many movies going on. So many. Um, but if she was 16, she still was treated as like a minor on set. Yeah. Because um, she is. Right. So I was going to say it's like, really, it's hard to work with kids because they pumpkin after eight hours. Mm-hmm. But Hillary would have been in the same boat. So never mind. Yeah. Right. No, it was just. <laughs> and this is why I'm right. <laughs> you are. You're literally right. I think that Tom Welling and Piper Parabo are the only adults among the children. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because Hillary's third oldest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember being like, you're naming your third kid Lorraine. You're like, you've already run out of names. You've run out of names. <laughs> Sorry. You got to you, you, you got to Lorraine before you got to Sarah. That's insane. <laughs> and Kim and Maybe Jessica. it's a family name. You know what? It's canon. It's a family name. Okay, wait. Kyle and Nigel are the worst twin names I've ever heard. Those are bad. Kyle and Nigel, those those sound... Like, I don't like that. Kai and Nye. I don't like that. But then the end is so It different. just doesn't sound good. doesn't sound good to me. I think we've already talked about it on this podcast, but for years I thought that twin names had to rhyme. Because I went to preschool with a Megan and Reagan. Yeah. So I thought they had to rhyme all the time. And then my brother was like... What about Mary Kate and Ashley? And I was like, Oh yeah. <laughs> I guess they don't. I guess they don't have to rhyme. So Kyle and Nigel are like near rhymes. Near rhymes. Which is way worse. 
than just oh, rhyming it. Yeah, because you're saying a near rhyme all the time. Like, it, wow, I just rhymed right now. Um, okay, what drove me crazy as a child watching this movie, and then even now as an adult, is when Steve Martin is trying to hire a babysitter, and I'm a babysitter, so I am qualified to talk about this. He's trying to call a babysitter, and they're like, how many kids do you have? And he goes, 12. And he says 12 over and over and over again. He gets hung up on over and over and over again. And it's like, first of all, you have an adult daughter who does not live with you. She does not require a babysitter. I had the same problem even as a child watching this movie. Wow. I'm glad to hear you say that. Yeah. Also, Piper Parabo is a babysitter at this point. Right. So is Hillary, and so is Charlie. So you just need to hire one, like, one person to be like an adult you know yeah it's it was absurd to me then it's absurd to me now but people love a good montage you know on the subject of absurdity Mm -hmm. um one thing that drove me crazy is when bonnie hunt is on her book tour Uh and she's obviously missing the family and she calls down at the hotel yes (laughs) and she asks for 12 pillows yeah they would never do that not even that it's like are you missing the the like the touch of your kids in your bed like are you all sleeping in one bed together like yeah. how is that yeah piper parabo is not sleeping with no you. exactly and also what's annoying about that like scene four pillows will be plenty is that she says that call and then she snuggles into bed and like closes her eyes and it's like <laughs> wait so you're gonna go to sleep before they get there it's just such a funny way to show that she's missing the kids they yeah i've done that in a lot of different ways i mean it's it's cu- it's cute but it's like well you're Clearly not all sleeping in right. the bed together. Like, if anything, it'd be, like, six. Right, exactly. Like, logistically, what are logistically, you going to do with all those pillows? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. And I remember, like, really wanting a lot of pillows at a hotel room before, and then being like, no, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. It's I'm like, always, I'm in favor of a lot of pillows. Look, you need 12 <laughs> pillows, you get yourself 12 pillows. But it's not because you're missing your family. Okay, right? speaking of sleeping in the bed with your family. Yeah, please. <laughs> There is this one time when my dad was out of town and the smoke detector, like the battery went out Mm -hmm. and we had a house like this hallway had like really tall ceilings. And so like none of us could like physically reach it to change. Mm -hmm. And so it was like just really loud beeping. And it was like where my 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 room was and my siblings rooms were. So it was like we all ended up having to sleep in my stepmom's bed like while my dad was out of town. And it was so funny because my brother's in preschool, my sister's in kindergarten, and I'm in ninth grade, okay? And we're, like, sleeping together, and I'm sleeping in my dad's spot. And in the middle of the night, my brother's, like, three years old, and he, like, shakes me to, like, wake me up, and he, like, looks at me, and he goes, Daddy? (laughs) (laughs) No, Henry, it's not Daddy. Oh, my God. It's me. <laughs> oh, that poor confused child. Your 14-year-old sister is like oh. a, <laughs> not a grown man. Like, my dad has a beard. <laughs> but he's, like, asleep, and he's just woken yeah. up, and he's like, this is where my dad usually is. <laughs> Daddy? <laughs> and there's a lot of, like, body-swapping movies at this point. Definitely. He's like, and did is... Hope and Dad switch bodies? Not again. <laughs> um. Also, okay... While I was watching this movie with my roommate, she said the most, like, spot-on, amazing sentence I've ever heard, which is that Ashton Kutcher is the male Emily Ratajkowski. Okay, I kind of love that. And then we looked at pictures. So accurate. Oh, like they look alike? Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant, like, career trajectory and stuff. Okay. Yeah, I don't know about career trajectory, but definitely physical appearance-wise. All I... All I can think of is they're both very smart and very good looking. Mm, okay, I'm going to do like one of those morph TikToks where you see their faces yeah. morph into each other. If you're uh, watching this or if you're listening to this now, um, pretend like you just watched that TikTok um, for the first time that you didn't hear about it here, okay? Go we- like it. Um, share wow, it. Wow, they look so alike. <laughs> okay, Paige, I feel like we could say this at the same time. Oh, okay. I want us to say the really fun cameo in this movie. I'll, I'll call it a cameo. Oh my gosh, there's so many. I know. I'm going to give you a more of a description. Though. Oh, okay. Great. Cameo of a Disney, like, child star. I have a guess. Yeah. Can we say it at the same time? Yeah. One, One two, two, three. three. Cody, Cody Lindley! Lindley! Uh, yeah. I... <laughs> 
I watched that yes. and I was like, I'm so excited that Paige and I are seeing Cody Lindley. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I loved Cody Lindley. A really weird fact about me, when I was like 11, mm-hmm. my family moved to Texas. Mm-hmm. And that's I had, so weird. Uh, yeah, that's it. Um, <laughs> something about Cody Lindley made me really want to share that story. <laughs> um, but I had like a five-month summer, which is half a year, and I didn't know anybody mm-hmm. in Texas. It was just a really weird time in my life. Mm-hmm. I was also like about to go into sixth grade, so it's already just strange. Yeah, weird time. Um, you got a lot of time on your hands. And five I, months. <laughs> I became obsessed with the book Hoot. Okay. <laughs> I love that. When I had first moved to Texas, I saw a trailer for the movie, uh-huh. and my brother was really into, like, Harry Potter, and I was like, this is going to be my Harry Potter. I'm going to read the book, and then I'm going to go see the movie. Yeah. You're Harry Potter. <laughs> and that's what I did. My- and I was... I made it my whole personality, like, finishing this book, because I didn't really read much. <laughs> And then I remember and finishing... And you haven't read a book since. I remember finishing... <laughs> I, remember I only finish, read Hoot. <laughs> I remember finishing... Cody Lindley's in Hoot, if I didn't make that clear. Mullet fingers. <laughs> God, I'm good. But I, I remember finishing the, the book Hoot the night before the movie came out at like 9 p.m. And I went in my parents' room and I was like, I did it. I read the book. I finished it. We can go see Hoot tomorrow. And my parents were like... We never promised we were going to take you to Hoot the day it came out. <laughs> I was, like, stressing about finishing this book on time. We and they were like, never discuss yeah, this. we have plans tomorrow. We're not going to the movies. <laughs> we don't need to go to the, the premiere of Hoot in theaters. That's my very specific Cody Lindley memory. <laughs> well, my first boyfriend auditioned for Hoot. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so your kindergarten best friend Paige had a famous best friend, invisible friend. Uh, and you had a famous friend too. Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't really say that. Literally famous. I wouldn't I wouldn't say auditioning for the movie Hoot is famous. Makes wow. you famous. I can't believe you know him. <laughs> Paige, you've lived in LA for how long? Um, I've never met anybody that auditioned for Hoot. <laughs> Okay, I have a I have a really short quiz for you. Okay. And by short quiz, I mean it's one question. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm scared. And anyone at home, feel free to answer this to yourselves. Um, oh, okay. Which of the following actors okay. were not considered for the role of Tom Baker? Oh gosh. Okay. Tim Allen, Kurt Russell, Tom Hanks, Dennis Quaid. Robin Williams, and Mel Gibson. Oh my gosh, that's so many. I know, there were a lot of actors in consideration. (laughs) I only had to add one name. (laughs) So many people. What was the first one he said? Tim Allen? Tim Allen, Kurt Russell, Tom Hanks, Dennis Quaid, Robin Williams, Mel Gibson. Sorry. (laughs) Mel Gibson. Well, it's 2003. We still like Mel Gibson, right? I don't know. I was I did love the movie What Women Want because my dad had mm-hmm. it on DVD. Mm-hmm. The, my my film taste was just whatever movie my dad happened to own on DVD, and it was sure. like clearly just from like a blockbuster sale, you know. Your dad's a big Mel Gibson fan. No, my, <laughs> definitely not. But that's we what did I heard. The movie uh, Mel <laughs> Gibson funny. is on the list, right. um, but we I'm not a fan of his. I don't know if you are. No, just kidding. I feel like I'll Tim, stop. like Tim Allen. This was his kind of heyday. He had just finished uh, Home Improvement, probably. Love Home Improvement. So, just finished Home Improvement in, in 2003? Well, no, you're right. But was he busy? I, Santa I, Claus. When did that come out? Well, actually... He was already in a Christmas movie. Santa Claus! Wait, speaking of the Santa Claus, do you recognize anyone from the Santa Claus 2 and 3 from this movie? And not the first one? No, they're randomly not in the first one. Santa Claus. According to... <gasps> I know! I know. Say it. One of the fraternal twins. Yes, one of the fraternal twins, the redhead. I did not remember that until just now, and it came to me in a flash. And actually, in that movie, she also has a big brother named Charlie. Okay, I'm done. Mic wow. drop. Mic drop. Conspiracy theories? Okay, so Tim okay, Allen and her I'm, couldn't I'm, be in more than one movie together. I'm stumped. I don't know. You don't know? Make one guess. Um... 
I remember because I said saying, Tim Allen and Tom Hanks. Okay, right. That's like what are we talking about? It's Pixar? honestly like a lot of names to keep in my head. Tim Allen, Tom Hanks, Mel Gibson, Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell, Dennis Quaid, Dennis Quaid, Robin Williams, Robin Williams, Mel Gibson, Mel Gibson. They're all just such different ages. It feels like that's probably not true. I think they're all dad age. Dad age. They're dad age. <laughs> you, I, you, you at dad age, Joe? Um, I don't know. Okay. Kurt Russell, because I love Sky High. Kurt Russell? No, it, Dennis Quaid. That's the one I made up, which means that I mean, Tim Den- Allen, Kurt mm-hmm. Russell, Tom Hanks, Robin Williams, and Mel Gibson were all in consideration. Okay, so here's my question then. In consideration. Exactly. Does that mean somebody just wanted them in the movie at one point? So I will say, like, I was reading about, like, the, the facts of this movie, and it was, like, originally, like, they considered Tim Allen and Tom Hanks and Kurt Russell. And then I found, like, five facts later, Robin Williams. And then several times later, like, another actor. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to name them all. Yeah. So that's how I came up with the question. Um, did so, you think of Dennis Quaid because he was the dad in Yours, Mine, and Ours? Yes. Brilliant. And Inspired. he's also the dad in Parent Trap, so I just feel like he's got dad vibes, you know? Definitely dad vibes. Dad, dad, vibes. dad vibes. Dad age, dad vibes. <laughs> dad age, dad vibes. We love it. But um, yeah, that was my quiz. <laughs> that was good. That was I like that quiz. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, you know the frog scene at the beginning of the movie when they're at the original house in Midland mm-hmm. and Beans the frog like jumps out and goes into the, like the scrambled eggs and everything and yes it famously falls all over Hillary Duff yes yeah. i should have mentioned this way earlier but to me that scene has huge home alone vibes sure it's like yeah. a, to me it's like exactly like when Kevin like spills the drink on the pizza Blah, 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 and gets sent to his room. Like, it felt very much like that. And Mark that... is kind of the Kevin. Yeah. Of this movie. He's like the... If they were to go on vacation, he would be forgotten. And it's so sad. I... Steve Martin, Tom, cannot even call him by the right name. Like, at any point in this movie. And and several times he doesn't even, like, turn around when the kid asks for him. Yeah. He's like, haha, goodbye. I mean, it, it, 12 kids is a lot to handle, but it's Honestly, really sad. Tragic. Tragic. Really sad to see that middle child syndrome, like, just, you know, so out on display. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of why everyone loves this movie is because it's, like, easy to relate to, like, a lot of characters, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's struggles in this movie are valid. Mm-hmm. And you're rooting for them all, which is a nice thing. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm not rooting for the neighbors. <laughs> really just the mom. Yeah. We like Alan Rock. We like like Alan Rock. We like Beans. Stephen Anthony Lawrence, yeah. Yeah, Stephen Anthony Lawrence, Beans. Beans the frog. Beans. (laughs) (laughs) And Beans just the food. We like them all. Yeah. Can I tell you some of my favorite quotes? Yes, please. Um, Just at the very beginning, I think it's Mike, maybe it's one of the other, you know, random kids, but he goes, two words, need new skates. And the mom goes, (laughs) three words, paper root. (laughs) Brilliant. Uh, or is it paper route? Three words. Paper route. I think it depends on the region. Mm. I think root and route, those are like we were both. We were both raised in different parts of the country, so it's hard to tell. Like, yeah. yeah. That was one of the best. Um, I just And they repeated that same joke throughout the movie in multiple different times. Like, the dad would spell things wrong, too. I that's think that's good. funny. I love it. And then... Um, when they're taking the family Christmas photo, like, everyone's really upset. And Hilary Duff said, oh, Jesus had his funeral on Christmas. <laughs> and the kids are like, that's Easter. And then they're like, no, that's the resurrection. Shut up. <laughs> so not a Christian family. Apparently not. Or at least <laughs> Hilary Duff wasn't very, isn't very good at her, um, you know, knowledge <laughs> of the Bible. <laughs> because the kid did say resurrection, which I think is pretty advanced. Um, but yeah, I just loved that. And then I guess I just love when Hilary Duff is like negotiating with Steve Martin about the mirror time Mm -hmm. and she gets down to three minutes in front of the mirror. Obsessed. Love it. Those are my, those are my my favorites. (laughs) I love that. Those are good ones. I have one. It's not a quote. Um, but when the family moves into the new house, Mm -hmm. the girls, the twins, Mm -hmm. uh, on their bedroom door, it says book critics. 
Book critics? Yeah. That's like, really funny. They decorated their doors, mm-hmm. and theirs says book critics. Like, because of Cheaper by the Dozen, the book that had come out? Well, I think they just like to read. <laughs> <laughs> it just says book critics. I love that. Interesting. Interesting. It's, it, it's one of those movies that it's like, every time you watch it, you get something different out of it. You do. And this time, it was the book girls' critics. door saying book critics. Kim and Jessica. Shout out to Kim and Jessica. Shouts out. Morgan Good. York and... Liliana something. Mooney? Like, M... Something, a couple letters. She's the one from um, the Santa Claus. <laughs> from the Santa Claus. You know her, you love her. She's from the Santa Claus. <laughs> uh, talk about love interests. Yeah, there really wasn't one. In I this guess movie. the only Hillary Duff love interest in this movie, and this is a stretch, besides her brother, right, <laughs> is Jared. Oh, Padalecki. It's Jared Padalecki. Just because he's the only man she interacts with who's not a family member. Yeah. Literally. And she really interacts with is even a stretch, you know? She just kind of splits up him mm-hmm. and Charlie, but she's really only talking to Charlie. Yeah. The vibes between her and Charlie are just undeniable. I mean, I will say, like, it did kind of feel like she was breaking up, like, her boyfriends from fighting over her. Sure. It's, like, not her brother. If anything, Dean is her brother. And she's looking at her brother and she's like, don't do this, because, like, they've got a steamy connect. Anyway. Yeah. I will say, I'm not in love with my brother. I just think that Hillary Duff is. <laughs> this isn't the only movie where Hillary Duff has brother vibes, but... You can check out our Raise Your Voice episode for oh my, my thoughts gosh. on that. So that's where this is coming from. <laughs> okay. Okay, I get yeah. it now. It all comes back to Raise Your Voice. It always does. And my issues with <laughs> with said film. <laughs> it's really, it's surprising how many films Hillary doesn't have a love interest in. When we came up with this segment, we thought every single movie would have a love interest. Yeah, we did. Well, I guess we're fools. Let's, let's <laughs> tag ourselves. Are we pork and beans? <laughs> oh, yeah, but I'm pork. Oh, you're dead. I know. Miss you. Yeah. Mm, are we the two dogs who played Gunner the dog? Oh, there were two? Mm-hmm. One of them was named Gangster. <laughs> but then he retired for the sequel. That's cute. I yeah. That. I forget the other one's name because it wasn't Gangster. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that I was maybe the other bully that wasn't Cody Lindley. Ooh, that's good. With the famous line, my latte. I- <laughs> That was also, I wrote that down in my quote section. My latte. Yeah. That's amazing. Honestly, maybe I'm Steve Martin because I'm a nanny. Yeah. And I really relate. He's not the nanny. It's not called babysitting. It's called fatherhood. I know, but I'm just saying I can relate to the idea of juggling a lot of kids and like household chores at the same time. Yeah. Um, Not because I think that fatherhood is nannying, but just because I don't have a child of my own. Sure. And I'm a nanny. (laughs) (laughs) And Steve Martin didn't have a child of his own. He didn't have a child of his own. So he and I have a lot in common. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just a huge Steve Martin fan. So maybe I'll tag myself as him. Right. You're like, I don't know, maybe I'm the main character. I guess I'm the main character. <laughs> I hate when this happens. Hey, if you're the main character, you're the main character, you know? Well, speaking of tagging yourself in a scene, yeah. we have a deleted scene coming up with, uh, you might know them from TikTok. I know one of them from high school. That's right. I used to go to high school, and then I graduated. <laughs> it's not that scandalous page. Unlike Charlie Baker, <laughs> who's trying to drop out. Yeah, that was crazy. Obvious. And also, I will say it was messed up of his parents, who were football... Dad, dad, dad is a football coach, to move his son during his senior year of high school when he's on the football team. I will say, like, my brother had to be moved during in the middle of high school. He's also on the football team screwed his career over yeah his my, high school career my mom was moved um when she was a senior a cheerleader yeah she, yeah missed her senior year as a cheerleader that's a bump both my yeah. parents like moved their senior year so i feel like i have some inherited trauma from them but then they also like moved us so mm-hmm. i guess they they really inflicted that trauma on on us yeah. as well but my brother like literally played like backup to baker mayfield oh, yeah. <laughs> the baker quarterback of the <gasps> that's crazy <laughs> full circle full circle baker like by the baker dozen the bakers the bakers oh but yes here's a scene here's a scene featuring our friends from egg party 
And once you're done listening to this episode, go ahead and follow them on TikTok at Egg Party House. Hey, everybody. We're Egg Party, and we're really delighted to be part of the History Duffs podcast, providing uh, an improvised deleted scene from Cheaper by the Dozen. My name is Gabriel David Hartwell Lipton. My name is Noah Paul Alder. My name is Caroline Nicole Monsell. My name is Lucas Lee McCutcheon. My name is Colby Chandler Jacobs. And I'm Tiffany Marie Navarro. Without further ado, this is a scene uh, immediately following the decision to make a plan about 40 minutes into the movie. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Lucas. Uh, it's, I'm going to open this scene up for everybody. It's, um, it's where the titular dozen yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Okay, this scene... Uh, there's a pivotal moment in the movie where uh, the kids are about to be babysat by Nora, who's been somewhat absent because of her new boyfriend who they don't like. So. Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher. And so this is them uh, planning how they're going to deal with that situation. Nora's blind to his evil. We have no choice but to intervene. We have 48 hours. Let's work a plan. Yeah. 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 Let's Let's put our heads together. We keep it simple. Let's hit him with our fists. Yeah, we can all punch him. Punch him in the dick. Wow. Punch what? him in the dick! Punch him in the dick! Wait, wait, wait. I'm short. I'm the little brother. It's all I can reach is his dick and balls. Some of us aren't as strong as you We're smart, though. Yes, but together with your strength, you two have the strength of any one of us. I have a couple ideas. Shut up, FedEx! My gosh, what? What's your idea? Yeah, your idea better not suck or else you're getting my fist up your mouth. My idea doesn't suck. It's actually great. And you would know that if you listened to me. If anybody listened to me or anybody cares about me. Oh, so sorry. Just say it. What's your idea? Hey, I was thinking maybe we do. He has a nut allergy. No, that idea is a Okay, here's my idea. And I've been planning this one for a long time because I was going to do it to Mark. Sweet. I think we should take his underwear <gasps> yeah. and soak yeah. it yeah. in soak butter. It in blood! In blood! In Whoa, blood! Nice! No, wait, no. I'm not gonna soak I it agree, in Henry. Blood. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, we soak it in blood. That's a great idea, Henry. It's so <laughs> gross! Yeah, twins, what do you have to say? What if we made him run around the yard and then we tripped him with a hose? Wow, hose is good. Hose is good. Trip him but with the hose. I'll what do you, you one better. Trip him with the hose into a dirty inflatable pool. Filled with oh! blood! Into a dirty inflatable pool filled with blood! I like where Henry's going with this. I like the blood part. Yeah, but guys, where are we gonna get blood? I scraped my elbow last week when I was skateboarding and I only got a few drops out. My scab from the dart is still fresh. We could scrape it off a little bit. That's yeah. not gonna enough blood to fill a pool. Maybe we could use beans to scare him. Shut up, FedEx. What FedEx. are you doing? We're not gonna use your stupid, stupid frog. frog. I hope your frog dies. He's the only person who listens to me. Oh, oh you're always saying that. Oh, oh it's the cops. Just, oh, it's just Hillary Duff. Guys, really? You've gotta keep it down. I'm upstairs in my room doing my nails, and you guys are so loud that I almost painted the tips of my fingers. I'm gonna look like an idiot in front of those college football players. Lorraine, I'm gonna literally hit you with my lacrosse stick, you dumb bitch. You I wish you would, like butch. In front of those football players. Nice. Ugh. Gosh, she's the best, right? She literally sucks. <laughs> oh, it's the cops. Hey, it's me, Charlie. Your older cool brother. Oh, Charlie. Charlie, we're concocting a really serious crime. Yeah. I know. I could hear you guys through the wall. Can and you help us? Yeah, I will. Yeah. Even though I don't want to be a part of this family, mostly because of FedEx. Yeah. Yeah. You've been a real jerk ever since we moved here. But so is everyone. <laughs> Good point, I'm going to throw you through the roof. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> anyways, I heard you guys want blood. I've got a lot of beef. Maybe you guys could use this beef. beef. It's got oh, yeah. blood in it. Beef. 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 Beef! 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 I've got it! I've got it! Okay. Let's soak his panties in the beef! Hold on. I think we should divide this plan into phases. I the like best that. plan is always in a phase. I'm the smart little girl. I yeah. agree with Jessica. That's right. Phase one can totally be the pool and falling over the hose. And in second phase, when he's all wet! When he's all wet, then and he'll get his underwear! Because he'll need to get naked. And maybe We're phase three could him be with the, the hose. hose. That was okay. our idea. Yeah, we stopped making things. What, what do you have to say? What? Go ahead. Say it. I'll just tell it to Bean. 
Okay. Okay, told you you're stupid good. from a rock. No one cares. He's not stupid. He's just as smart as me. What? Speak up. He said he's not stupid. He's just as smart as me. And then Beans is as smart stupid. as you. That, that means really you're super that means you're, dumb. Yeah, you're as smart as a frog. Is that what you're saying? I maybe so almost so dropped so out of so high school, so but you're literally as dumb as a rock. All right, Sarah, give us a rock. And my name is Mark. Oh my God, no one knows that. <laughs> Butch. Yeah, nobody Sarah, knows Butch. that. Come on, Sarah. I'm okay. not smart enough to be the Come leader on, of this how group. Do, how do we connect these plans? Okay, listen. What we're gonna do is we're gonna pull on the hose, trip him into a pool. When he falls into the pool, we should fill the pool with chlorine with blood. so oh. that he gets a rash. rash? And oh, after yeah. he gets a rash, he'll have to take off all his clothes and we'll stick poison ivy in his butt. No, what we already we gotta use it. the beef. We gotta use the beef. Okay, really the beef. We'll soak his so. panties in beef, but then we're gonna have to make beef. him dry or else he'll know he has wet beef panties. Mom's blow dryer. Mom's blow dryer! We could use mom's blow dryer. Guys, we could use mom's blow dryer. Could we could Jake do a trick? Eat my shorts. On a skateboard? Could that be part of the plan? I love it when Jake oh, does tricks. Jake! Dude, absolutely. He'll see the hose coming. Right. But it could be a distraction. Jake. But he'll see me coming on my skateboard. So I'll need someone to, like, I don't know, throw something in the air for him to catch. Maybe oh, I could throw beans. Don't throw beans. Okay. We don't Remember last time you threw beans? It was such this. a mess. My God. How about an apple? Oh, just Kim. Kim. Kim could do the apple. Kim. Yeah, I could get an apple. Great. Are you throw sure you can? Apple. I know you're still kind of woozy from your dart wound. Are you going to be okay to throw it? Guys, I can do this for y'all. Count on me. Sick. This you're is starting to sick. sound like a really excellent plan. Okay, so once we get his beef-soaked panties back on his tight little ass, then what's going to happen? We're going to have to release the, the hound. hound! The Hound! Gunner! 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 Gunner, what do you think of this plan? Oh, Gunner's hungry. Perfect. It'll be great. We'll release Gunner, and then Gunner can like give him a wedgie, right? What? Yeah. Maybe instead of a wedgie, he'll rip his balls off. Yeah! yeah. Rip his balls off! Rip, rip his, his balls, balls off! Rip, rip his balls, balls off! Rip his balls off! Rip his balls off! That was incredible. Oh I guess you really do have to crack a couple of. Uh, <laughs> okay. You you don't you have to crack a dozen of eggs. To get cheaper by the dozen. There's a pun. <laughs> there is. There and is we'll a pun. Yeah. We'll find it. Tiffany and I were trying to find it on the phone. <laughs> I was failing. But they didn't fail. That was amazing. Thank you guys so, so much for good. coming on the show. And thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you guys so much. And thank you in advance for following us on Instagram at History Duffs and following us on TikTok at History Duffs. Yep. And on Spotify and on Stitcher or whatever you're listening to this on. Just like hit the button that's already there. Give yeah, us a rating. That kind of thing. Exactly. I don't know. Leave a review. Oh or just my like text God. us and let us know how you think we've done. Yeah. Text us and say, hey, you sound pretty. We are. <laughs> We're both really pretty. I'm Hope Carew. I'm Paige Smith. And, and this, this was History Duffs. Duffs.